Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Hi, Malcolm Nance. Hi, good morning. We're celebrating our blue, Nami, our blue Nami out here in California. I see. 30 plus points. Uh, yeah. Way to do it in California. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, you know, and we were just saying that, and you've said this all along about turnout, 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 about we have got to overwhelm the polls. This is just what we need to do in 2022, because as you always say, it, it, it's... You know, people are sleeping and Democrats were sleeping out here for a minute until we, you know, we all like sounded the the the, uh, the bell, right, to say this is not a drill. None of this is a drill, right? And this Woodward book shows us exactly how close we were to losing our entire democracy, right? Right. And, it, and it's only going to get closer. I mean, I think there's a lot of information that people have been withholding. And, you know, I'm 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 down on Bob Woodward for doing just that. He withheld this information for a book yeah for a book now granted all the players in it were aware of what was going on nancy pelosi did speak to general mark milley mark milley did take action within the uh, purview of his position but you know this really would have been nice to know at the time of the impeachment mm-hmm. thank you you know there's just so much out there and i'm you know i don't understand this modern journalistic method of hold information for a year or years. Yeah. Woodward has done this twice now. With, yeah. with Trump's comments about COVID, I would have walked out of that interview and called every major channel and held a press conference yep. to say the president of the United States knows this is a lethal virus, but is playing it down. No, yeah. these people have no honor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're lucky that the people who were in the positions... Nancy Pelosi, General Mark Milley did work within their, you know, with, within their confines to, to get this done. And this now explains a lot about Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Uh, I think we should go back and scrub all of her comments. She really believed that Donald Trump was crazy. Yeah. And General Milley believe that Donald Trump yeah. was crazy. Well, putting it in a nice term. Let's, you know, for people that haven't exactly heard about this, Malcolm, let's like just reset it. And I want to get your take on the, okay. you know, the one of the big revelations here. Um, in a pair of secret phone calls, General Milley, chairman of Joint Steves, assured his Chinese counterpart that the U.S. would not strike 
One call took place uh, October 30th, four days before the election, and the other on January 8th, two days after the insurrection. Um, the first call was prompted by Milley's review of intelligence suggesting the Chinese believed the U.S. was preparing to attack. That belief was based on tensions over military ex uh, exercises in the South China Sea and deepened by Trump's belligerent rhetoric toward China. Generally, I want to assure you the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. Uh, Milley went so far as to pledge he would alert his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack. In the second call placed to the Chinese uh, over fears of um, the January 6th events, um, he, he was not easily <laughs> calmed, his Chinese counterpart, even after Milley promised him we're 100% steady, everything's fine, but democracy can be sloppy sometimes. Uh, Lee remained rattled, and Milley, who did not relay the conversation to Trump, uh, understood why. Um, he believed the president had suffered a mental decline after the election and a view he communicated to Nancy Pelosi in a phone call on January 8th. He agreed with her evaluation that Trump was unsta unstable. So, and then we go through the whole part about how he reviewed procedures for launching nuclear weapons, saying the president alone could give the order, but crucially, Milley had to be involved, looking every officer in the eye. He asked them to affirm they understood, um, and he, which he considered an oath, mm -hmm. which he called pulling a Schlesinger, which is what yep. Schlesinger did to Nixon to make sure he couldn't launch a nuclear strike because he was drinking and unstable and whatever after in the uh, Watergate impeachment. Um, so they say. So finally, they say, though Willie went furthest in seeking to stave off a national security crisis, his alarm was shared throughout the highest ranks of the administration. Uh, Gina Haspel, uh, the CIA director, told Milley that we are on our way to a right-wing coup. So you're right, Malcolm. All these people knew this and how close we were to this, right? And even the extent to, that Mike Pence went to to see if he could do it. I mean, so first of all, obviously Trump called this treason. Is it treason what Milley did? Well, okay, no. <laughs> He's, I can't stand seeing this out on Twitter, okay? Yeah. There is one crime written in the Constitution, one very specific one, and that's because of Benedict Arnold's treason during the American Revolution, okay? That crime, crime is treason. But to commit treason, first you must be at war with a nation, and that means a declared war, not a police action, not an authorization of the use of military force. It must be a war. And we haven't had a war since World War II, a declared war. So we are not at war with China. Number two, you have to provide aid and comfort to the enemy. Communicating with a near-peer adversary on the same level that you are, at the joint staff level, is part of his job. Mm -hmm. Mike. The chief, Joint Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff communicates with defense officials in every country of the world. And he gives this exact same message where necessary, particularly to our NATO allies who thought that we were all crazy for the last four years. So mm -hmm. this kind of message is, is one that has had better be part of his job. But by seeing the United States descend into um, a, 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 a lukewarm, warm version of autocracy, to see a, a coup d'etat coming up, and I think Gina Haspel's comments, director of the CIA, all right, as you know, who kept pretty quiet during the Trump years, that is one we're really going to have to dissect. That they had, that they understood the president was coming apart, and that he yeah. could do something rash. And yeah. so, of course, Milley had to pull a Schlesinger. And but what he did was not. Hey, well, let me rephrase this. What he did is not written down in the books anywhere. But there is one phrase that he was guided by. 
and that is to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States yeah. from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. He saw that the United States could descend into an, a, a catastrophe, whether it was saber-rattling with China, because all Trump did for two months was say China did this. They were trying yeah. to claim that Dominion voting systems in you, China. You could totally were see him attacking China yeah. as a as a way to go see this China virus, and that you know, to, in, in right. his crazy mind to get reelected. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash So if you're China and you're listening to this and you're seeing, look, the Chinese are, if, if anything I can say is they believe and understand their academia. They are watching Donald Trump go crazy, okay? And they and we all saw it with our own eyes. And so they're thinking, is he serious about this? Are we going to have to start taking defensive steps? Can this give us an opportunity to attack Taiwan? Look, they are a foreign adversary. They're not our allies, yeah, yeah. despite well, all the stuff you buy at Walmart. Well, this- so that being said, General Milley had to calm them down and to show the United States was in unified control yeah. in, 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 in the country. But civilian authority is civilian authority until it issues an unlawful order. General Milley has an obligation to disobey unlawful orders. And he was preparing the joint staff to receive unlawful orders, like nuke Shanghai. Yeah, uh, that's an unlawful order without a state of you know, without a yeah. cash. Should he have testified in the second impeachment, though? That's what in terms of, you know, people speaking out when this was happening. You know, I, I Nancy Pelosi was well aware of all of this. She had these private conversations. She seemed to think that the strength of the impeachment was good enough. She knew it wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, and and, and Millie would have been fired. Right. He yeah. still had. No, he got impeached afterwards. But, you know, by 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 asking him to come in and testify, I would have done it. All right. You yeah. would have done it. Yeah. We would have made it incredibly forceful, but it would have politicized the military. And I think well, Millie did what he could do yeah. within his authorities. Yep. And this- defending the Constitution is authority job number one. Disobeying a crazy madman president is absolutely his personal obligation. They are going to be studying General Milley as a hero at West Point in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I said it before the break. If you think uh, Milley's a traitor and General Flynn is a hero, then you can go. Oh my get, God! You can go get effed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. The QAnon nut. Yeah. By the way, so this this is just still chilling. If people haven't heard it, um, Pelosi said, "What precautions are available to prevent an unstable president from initiating military hostilities or from accessing the, the launch codes and ordering a nuclear strike?" Millie assured her there were a lot of checks in the system. She said, "He's crazy. You know he's crazy. He's crazy in what he did yesterday, and that's January sixth is further evidence of his craziness." Millie said, "I agree with you on everything." Um, 
So speaking of, you know, heroes and cowards, Mike Pence is the coward we always knew he was. So intent was Pence on being Trump's loyal second in command that he asked confidants if there was any, there were ways he could accede to Trump's demands and avoid certifying the results of the election. Um, He called Dan Quayle, Dan Quayle, hero of the Republic, said, Uh. Mike, you have no flexibility on this, none, zero, forget it, put it away. Pence still pressed him. Quayle was unmoved. Pence ultimately agreed. Uh, when Pence said he planned to certify the results, the president lashed out and said, I don't want to be your friend anymore if you don't do this. That's insane. You betrayed oh, us. Oh. I made you. You were nothing. Wow. Help me, Jesus. Oh. Help me. Yeah. Help us all. This is the level of mania. You literally have a five-year-old mentality in the White House saying, I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah. Oh, God. my God. This oh, God. bullet we dodged. It's so serious. The problem is the drunk dancing monkey still has an AK-47 with a few rounds left. Yeah, and we've got we got to prosecute all the way to the top. I wanted to. This just came over the wire. Uh, Julia Davis tweeted: One uh, Capitol officer allegedly revealed information about the secure location he helped evacuate lawmakers to during the riot. His friend reported what? it to the FBI and expressed concerns the agents ascribed to Trump's election spir- conspiracy theories. These six uh, officers or whatever. I mean, this was kind of a quiet story, right? <laughs> Over the right on the anniversary of nine eleven, yeah. that you know yeah. the six capital officers were, I don't disciplined or whatever, but we have well, still not. Well, thirty five were under investigation, right? A few months ago, right? Uh, and so now you're looking at six were probably internally disciplined for like the the, the lower level guys, the guys who were taking photos. But there's the the evidence will come out. And I've, I've said this before, it might not have just been Capitol policemen. It might have been Capitol policemen working in conjunction with congressional staffers, right? Congressional staffers are young, they're energetic, they want to help their boss out. So Lauren Boebert may have tweeted Nancy Pelosi's location, but did she have staffers running back and forth going, oh, you know, they moved over here. You know, they moved over there. I think they should all be grilled. This is a serious criminal investigation. And, you know, the congressional investigation can can refer to the Justice Department for criminal prosecution. And I hope it happens. Yeah. Quickly, before we go, are you how concerned are you about this Saturday? About the well, I'm going to be in D.C., which means nothing's going to happen. So I'm going to have a couple of nice (laughs) dinners. You're on it. You know, uh, (laughs) no, I don't think this whole justice for the January 6th. What are they going to do? Try to jailbreak them out? Uh, so, no, I don't think anything is going to happen. I think you're going to get a few hundred people. Uh, I haven't seen who this, if there's a speaker's rostrum yet. But remember, this is the place that uh, that uh, Boebert and, and um, uh, Marsha Taylor Greene and all of them tried to speak in front of the... Um, the uh, the uh, the DC uh, jail yeah. a few months ago and then got hustled out by counter protesters. I'll tell you one thing about DC. I live there. That's a pretty blue town, yeah. and they are going to come out to see what what's what. And I suspect that if the few people that are come there are going to get shouted down. But I don't expect any violence. I don't. Ex- I'm, I'm talking to everybody. There will be no violence, and I, I don't expect that this will amount more than a few people with banners. And crazies coming out claiming that they, you know, they're defying the, you know, yeah. Joe Biden. Yep, absolutely. All right. See, that's what I said with the trucks out here. I saw with the yes on the recall. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Love you, Mark. <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. See you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.